So, dobrý večer, uh, good evening, uh, my name is Cem Sotala and delighted to welcome you uh, here at the third edition of the Women in Focus uh, series. Um, the program uh, introduces inspiring uh, female personalities and accomplished professional uh, journeys and aims to unveil through dialogue and open discussion intricacies of various fields uh, as we had here in the past from ballet, art and this evening you know, looking in the world of sport. So our guest speakers will also address the challenges that they encounter and share practices that led uh, to their successful and rewarding uh, careers. So I'm delighted that today our guest is a football player Katarzyna Svitkova, which I would like to welcome here. So I can see a very football fan here, great. Uh, so I suppose there is really no need to introduce Katarzyna to, uh, to you. But uh, nevertheless, let me just highlight a uh, few is accomplishments. So despite her very relatively short uh, sporting career, it's very worthwhile uh, mentioning. So uh, Katarzyna, she's been named or voted four times the best uh, Czech uh, football player. Uh, she also plays for Slavia Praha, uh, you know that's the another club from Sparta Praha, uh, so it's a Slavian. And uh, of course she's a uh, solid member of the Czech national uh, team. So in the year 2000, uh, Katarzyna had moved uh, to the Women Super League, uh, where she played initially for West Ham United. And since the last year, Katarzyna is part of the iconic uh, football club uh, Chelsea, where she has won this year's football cup. <laughs> and I don't want to jingle it, but there is very close to, to the double. If you're following the football, you might know that they are just one match away, also uh, winning the, the, the Super League. So just in terms of, uh, of the evening, so then the floor now to Katarzyna for uh, opening discussion. She's going to share with us some of the slides and presentations. But then also I'd like to welcome to, to the podium a football expert, a professional football uh, agent, uh, Miroslava Kouskova, who is with us uh, from, from Prague. So there will be a dialogue between, uh, between these two. And then we will follow, of course, with the, the Q&A with all of you. And I'm sure that afterwards uh, you might have a chance to take some of the, 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 uh, the photos. So I'm sure Kajan will be happy to sign them, uh, some of the football memorabilia or, or the pictures uh, afterwards. So thank you for joining us. And I'd like to turn the mic now to Katarzyna. Thank you. Uh, good evening. Thank you very much for coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, Firstly, I would like to apologize. I never done it a presentation in English, so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it will go really good and you will understand me. And uh, yeah, so today I would like to tell you my story so far, and hopefully you will like it. And yeah, let's go. So I started playing football uh, when I was seven years old. Uh, it uh, it was because I kicked everything uh, that I had 
house. So obviously my parents took me to play football in my uh, country. So I went to FC Trapezen where I played uh, with the girls, but I also played with the boys because I went to ground school where I was only one woman in a men's team. And sometimes it was really hard times, but after all, I learned so many skills and so many uh, really useful lesson, life lessons. So I really appreciated that I could be there. And so here are some photos when I was a kid. Here is with my mom. My parents always support me and went all over of the world with me. Uh, it doesn't matter if we played in the Czech Republic or in Vienna or other countries. So yeah, uh, I think I would never be there where I am without them. This is a picture. I think it's my first picture when I played for a national team. Uh, that time I was around 13 years old and it was under 15 national team and I was really proud uh, that I could wear something with uh, with a badge of a national team and uh, I always was so worried if I would be nominated but uh, almost every time I was, or actually every time, so I was so <laughs> happy. <laughs> uh, this is a picture with my teammates actually uh, on the left side is Teresa Krejčíková, on the right side is Barbara Vitíková. I think uh, maybe some of you will know these names because uh, Barbara plays for PSG and Teresa plays for Slavia Prague. Uh, all of us three went to Slavia and won so many titles. And on this picture we usually played uh, in front of a real lot of people in Czech Republic because we played between the games, uh, men's games in the first league during the pause, so we <laughs> always felt like that these people are there due to us, but obviously <laughs> almost no one noticed that we were on the pitch, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And sometimes we presented what we won because we were actually a very successful team, we won everything when we played. So this is that uh, we won the Czech League, uh, it was like under, I think, eight or nine years. Uh, yeah, this is uh, some of the pictures. Uh, then uh, after Victoria Pelsen, how I already said, uh, we, I went to Slavia Prague where I also played with other my teammates from Victoria Pelsen. I met so many amazing players there and I actually grew, grew up to really, uh, I think, very good person in terms of understanding how is it like because I had around myself so many amazing people who really learned me everything what is necessary in your life so uh, yeah I am so grateful that I had this opportunity uh, we actually won five titles in uh, seven years in uh, Slavia and we also played uh, in Champions League uh, when we were uh, four times in the quarterfinal this is a picture of uh, another national team, so sometimes I will just go through, you will see my uh, yeah, few pictures. So during, uh, uh, when I was in uh, Slavia Prague, uh, I went also to uh, high school. <laughs> uh, 
in Prague, so I studied uh, while I played football because uh, I think in a women's football it's always necessary to look after your future and you never know how it will go, if it will be successful or not, your football career, so I think it's really important to also concentrate on other fields, which I went to uh, economics uh, high school, you know, economic university in Prague. So this time I played and also studied. This is the celebration of the goal in Derby against Sparta Prague. Uh, I remember this goal was that I went through all the page and uh, I secured the winning goal and also this was like for winning the title. So I really enjoyed this celebration. <laughs> This is a picture when, I, when we played uh, in Russia. Uh, it was that we got, got to quarterfinal in Champions League for the first time. It was m minus 14 degrees. We were so frozen and yeah, we have so many stories from this game. It was crazy and we couldn't even walk on the pitch because it was so frozen. But yeah, I really enjoyed it because it was a really big achievement what we did. The time. This is a picture of first uh, title with Slavia Prague. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I uh, won so many trophies, like uh, best goal scorer or best player of the of the season. So I really have uh, good memories. But uh, I always uh, hope that one day I will win also the best. Uh, Czech woman player, which it happened when I was uh, 19 years old. Uh, this time also Peter Czech won trophy for men's football. Uh, Pavel Nedved, I think some of you can recognize him, uh, the best uh, football player ever for Czech Republic. He went to uh, like a ceremony, the, the, the best player ever. And yeah. So it was very grateful for me. This is the poster which I wanted to show you because I have a quite good story. There is no good, there is not as good uh, advertising women football in Czech Republic like is is it in, uh, here in England. So we decided, or actually me, I decided to go in front of the public to quite a big square in Prague and gave the posters to other people who are walking to work and out of the work and try to invite them to our uh, game because otherwise they wouldn't know that we are playing so we usually give them these posters uh, and really hope that they will come to the game so one time when we played against Bayern Munich uh, we uh, had the, the biggest uh, attendance in uh, women Czech uh, football, which was uh, over 8,000 people, which is actually a really good number for Czech Republic. So I, since now I really appreciate it that we actually could play in front of these amount of people. I think uh, all my career I really enjoyed every game and these just are pictures of so many memories which I had. Another year winning of uh, Czech best football player. So this is what I was talking about that we played in front of so many, for me, so many player, uh, people. But obviously here in England I'm so glad that I 
could be here and see how women's football grew up. It's amazing uh, how many people can come to women's game and they really enjoy it. And for me, it's the thing why I actually play football. I wanted to help people to come to game, women's game, and just switch off from work, from their life, and just enjoy these moments with us and yeah, give them joy. So this is what's really. I really love on football, why I played. This is a few videos uh, from the game against the Bayern Munich. This is where came 8,000 people to this game. Uh, obviously, Bayern Munich is a really big club in uh, in women's football, but we draw with them 1-1 in the first leg of uh, quarterfinal wow. in Champions League. This is uh, probably my uh, the biggest goals which I ever scored. Uh, this goal got nominated uh, in the UEFA Goal of the Year, so I was competing against uh, Messi, Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> you can guess who won. <laughs> but uh, how you can see, left on the bottom, there is like that uh, I was in a enquête uh, in. Uh, news in the uh, Czech uh, Republic, which I always wanted to be since I was a kid. There is like, a, you know, the, the best for the end. So I was there, so it was another my dream come true. <laughs> uh, for a few photos. Uh, here it's like uh, how I said that it's really important to take care of your future. So I graduated uh, uh, engineer title in uh, this economic uh, university in Prague. Um, it wasn't the easiest thing which I ever have done, but I'm so proud of myself that I did it and uh, I really hope so that one day I will use it because uh, it learned me also another few things which uh, I think uh, are very important and uh, I also show that it's possible that you can play and also studied uh, was uh, first grade of like a bachelor degree. I got it in Slavia Prague, so I always went in the morning uh, to the gym, then went to the school, then came to the session, and then get home, uh, wash my clothes to be ready for another day, do some homeworks, and then every day like this for three years. Then uh, uh, I went uh, to West Ham, so I did the. Uh, the magister degree in uh, in distance, which uh, was quite uh, challenging because obviously since I moved to West Ham, it was completely different world for me because in Czech Republic you train only one and a half hour, but here you come to training grounds like uh, to your normal job. So we usually come at nine o'clock and we finished at three o'clock, four o'clock, so obviously it was much, much more time spending in football than you usually do in Czech Republic. You are there honestly only one and a half hour and you go home. So it was really harder for me, but uh, I never give up. I'm a person who never give up. So even when it was so many times, really hard uh, moments in my life that I really struggled, that I was really tired. Obviously, the distance here in London is not the best, so I also traveled quite a lot, like one hour there, one hour back. Sometimes I also had to, because before 
I came to visit him. I didn't know how to speak in English. I didn't speak at all. I didn't understand anything. So for me, even though that I had it English in school, uh, honestly, I didn't learn anything, unfortunately. So it was very hard for me to come to a new club, new country, and didn't know what to do. The, the most difficult thing for me was that I came in COVID, so everything was closed. Everything what I had to order or even realize that I have to obviously find the flat where I can be. Uh, one week before I had to move to West Ham, I didn't know where I would live. So there was quite challenging parts in my life uh, since I came to England that I didn't know where I would get the f uh, furniture, where I would get actually food because obviously it was COVID so I had to be in quarantine and no one could deliver me some food because I didn't even have an English number and I couldn't get English number because I didn't have English account and I couldn't get <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get English account because I didn't have English number. So it was like in this circle which I honestly thought it never ends. And um, also a little bit what I wanted to tell you that actually it's not easy like a Czech uh, woman football player wants to go to abroad, it's not easy. Uh, I literally dream of it uh, since I was that seven years old when I started playing football. I always thought that this is the thing what I will do in my life. I will be a professional football player and obviously my uh, uh, school friends yeah, school friends, I don't know how to say it otherwise. So they never believed in me. They always thought that uh, women's football never be the game where you can actually, it can be your job. So I always had to go through it and always prove that, that even if it's not the professional sport in the Czech Republic, I will go somewhere where it is. So I did everything for it and even though it's Sometimes it didn't work out how I wanted because actually one time I already was in West Ham before but uh, there were so many complications uh, that also the club that time wasn't professional so I had to go back to Slavia for a little bit and then come back and find out that even though that uh, you think that it will be now easier there are still some always complications which or some obstacles which you have to overcome, be prepared, but you only have to take the lessons from it and you have to know that you will just get bigger, stronger and what doesn't kill you it makes you stronger, you know. So you have to really work for it and you will get through this stuff. So yeah, and I think uh, even though that I had to uh, leave uh, left to this club, which was really actually painful for me because I played there seven years, so it's quite a long time. Uh, I think it was the best part uh, or even best decision which I've done to went to West Ham. Uh, it was really big jump because how I already said is completely different, but also here are so many other really good players and the standard of the game is so high here and everything is much faster obviously and I'm the player who really needs to uh, talk with your teammates so when I came here and I didn't understand English and everyone was talking to me I didn't know what to do. I actually <laughs> didn't even know how to pass the ball or what they wanted or anything so yeah the beginning was hard so how I said that I was driving a lot of time 
I had to go to school to learn English. So I had to go to evening English school, which was another one hour since my home. I was there three hours uh, until nine o'clock evening, and then one hour go back, and then again. And then next day at uh, nine o'clock have to be back. So yeah, sometimes it was quite uh, hard, but when you do what you love, uh, you can do whatever you want. And I was really happy that I could be in this club because I think it's a really good club. They actually really good take care of uh, their players. They have amazing uh, training grounds. Uh, they actually have three training grounds, which uh, one of is for young players, another one is obviously for men's team, and the third one is for under 21 men's team and 18 for women. So we were in this training ground and uh, we have our own uh, obviously <coughs> changing room where we had like, for example, hot and cold bath, then we had a gym, then we had uh, three pitches, then we had obviously a physio room, and also we could use it that uh, we could come to our kitchen and have a breakfast and then a lunch. So these things really get a little bit easier when the club puts these uh, things together and you actually doesn't have to think about Style, how is it about the food? Also, what was the another difference between the Czech Republic and England was uh, that you didn't have to wash your clothes. It actually <laughs> doesn't feel like it's something, but honestly, you really need to wash a lot of clothes uh, every day, every morning, every night, and it really gets your life easier. Uh, yeah, this is my whole family. How I said, uh, I would never be there where I am now without them. And yeah, my grandparents, they always helped me when my parents didn't know how to do it or they need the help. So yeah, I'm really grateful. They actually, when we played in quarterfinal against Leon, it was our first quarterfinal in Champions League. Uh, they drive to uh, Leon which was like, uh, I think it's around nine, nine hours and they watch the game and then they drive back. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they are amazing. They are my best supporters. So in uh, West Ham, I learned how is this league is tough, how is physical, but also how there are so many good players, so you really need to push yourself and do whatever you want to, to achieve what you want. And uh, since I came to West Ham, even though that I really liked it there, I always wanted to play for Chelsea. It was my dream to to play for this club. So every every game, every session, I had it in my head that I wanted to be the better and better to to get a chance to to play for that club. So, but I never forget uh, how the journey went. Uh, it wasn't the easiest one. Obviously, we lost the coach uh, who brought me here to England. So then the new coach actually didn't like me at all at the beginning. So you had to approve that you really, that you are the player who who needs to be in the first eleven and who wants to do everything for his team. So it wasn't the easiest one, but again, then you get uh, you get like the fruits. From, from the light of the life. So here, for example, we played in uh, Old Trafford. Again, another, another dream which I 
which uh, came true for me because obviously every these stadiums uh, which are in England, you really want to play on these stadiums since you are kids. It's just, it's England obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, with West Ham, we, uh, the sec my second uh, year in West Ham, we had quite successful season. We finished in uh, sixth place, which was the best place uh, in their history. We also played semi-final of FA Cup against Man City and also semi-final of Continental Cup uh, against Chelsea, so, or quarter-final, no, I don't know, sorry. But uh, yeah, it was definitely the successful uh, season for West Ham and I really enjoyed this road. Uh, unfortunately, uh, with the national team, we still don't uh, play in a final tournament. Uh, this is the picture against uh, Switzerland where we played playoff to get to Euros. Uh, it was first game. It was 1-1, uh, which I scored first goal or that goal. It was from the penalty. But second game finished again 1-1, and uh, unfortunately on penalties we didn't get through it. I was the one who didn't score the last one, so I honestly have it every day in my eyes. But again, it's just uh, you can only learn from the mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, and you never know where will be your next uh, next step. Then uh, I got injured in West Ham, which was my first serious injury. I was quite lucky before that I never been injured for a longer period. Unfortunately, in one game in West Ham, uh, I got torn all, almost all of my ligaments in my ankle, so I had to go to surgery. Then, uh, obviously, how it is, like always, nothing is easy, so after this surgery, uh, I found out that uh, my body is not working with the metal which they put it inside, so they had to took it again, so then I had to go for another surgery. So it took a little bit longer than I uh, than I wanted, but uh, then this is the first game after this long uh, injury, which took uh, actually five months. And then I played uh, for national team against Iceland. Uh, Iceland. So the this game didn't went well for national team but obviously for me it was very good to be back on the page it was my first full game so i really enjoyed it and yeah it's this thing has happened um yeah a few pictures with the hand and we played voice like against chelsea uh, and yeah this is uh, my goodbye to West Ham, but I will always have it in my heart forever and I really enjoyed this journey and I met so many friends, which I, I think I will have it for all my life, so I'm so grateful for this. And then uh, another, my dream came true, obviously this is the thing which, how I already said, I really want it and I did everything for it. Uh, even though actually I already had a few uh, offers that I could come to Chelsea, but uh, that time I still had a contract with Slavia, so it didn't work out. Then I actually thought that it would never happen. But again, if you really believe something, it does come. And I'm just another one who proves it.
because yeah, do everything 100% and I'm sure that the sky will bring it to you. So I was so, so happy. Yay. Uh, honestly, uh, Chelsea is one of the biggest club for me, it's the biggest club in the world and they have the best players, which you, you can just imagine. And uh, I'm so glad that I can, can train with them. Uh, they teach me so many things and the level is so high and every session is so intense that it's definitely what I thought that it will be and uh, yeah, how I said, I'm so grateful that uh, I can play for this club. And this is the picture from the session when we had in uh, Stamford Bridge. Uh, yeah, I was so happy that uh, I could train on that page. Uh, it's amazing stadium, and I think I will have this moment forever. This is the game when I first firstly start for Chelsea. It was obviously against West Ham, so a little bit irony. <laughs> I think that my manager wants to have it like this. <laughs> But obviously I was so happy that uh, yeah, I could play uh, for this amazing club, so my debut, and yeah, we won and I got one assist, so I was so happy that night. This Actually, this was my dream, to celebrate the goal like this. I remember when I came to Slavia Prague, uh, I asked our manager if we can have our name on the shirts, because that time no one has it. And the manager was like, yeah, if we will play Champions League and we will get like to quarterfinal, then we will get it. So I did everything to do it. <laughs> so I got it. <laughs> and um, I obviously also, another my dream was to be in a FIFA, which some of you maybe know that uh, like the whole Super League is in FIFA 23. So there are these celebrations also and I'm so happy that yeah, it happened. This is a celebration of my first goal. It was actually in uh, my second game when I played for Chelsea. It was in a uh, Champions League. Uh, yeah, this uh, competition is the best. Honestly, it's uh, nothing better than to play against uh, other country teams. And um, it's always an uh, amazing feeling when uh, you listen to the, the music of the Champions League and yeah, I really wish that one day uh, I will win this competition. Yeah, this is the, the photo after the game against uh, Tottenham uh, where we played in Stamford Bridge, so another dream that I could play on this, uh, on this stadium and yeah, it was a great day when we beat uh, Tottenham. Yeah, like uh, how I said before, uh, there is a, one thing how we played uh, in Champions League uh, with Slavia against Bayern, how you saw the goal from this game. So I already said that there were 8,000 people and then uh, so we played this game, that game uh, on uh, Thursday and then we had another league game on Saturday and so first game or like uh, on Thursday we played in front of 8,000 people and on Saturday came two people. Honestly, there were only two people. So it's big jump and obviously it's not easy for you like a player that you can see that 
actually almost no one matter if you are playing good or no or, or how this team plays. So I really appreciate every single one uh, fan of uh, women football here in England because it's amazing uh, how they are supporting teams and yeah, uh, I'm so happy that I'm here in Chelsea because Chelsea honestly have really, really good fans, I think the best in the world and yeah, I appreciate every game. Another uh, picture from another goal in Champions League and I still can't believe it that I'm in the same team like it's here, Sam Kerr, or Premier Harder, or other amazing players. So yeah, I honestly, I honestly enjoy every minute, every second on the pitch with them. Uh, yeah, how maybe everyone know? Hopefully everyone knows. Uh, we won a FA Cup in front of uh, 77,000 people, which is record. And yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I, I had. Goose yeah. <laughs> Goose? Goose Goose <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I can't, I'm speechless because if when I re remember this day, it will be always with me. And again, it's something that I wanted to win and it happened. So I'm so happy that I could be in this team and could win it. Uh, obviously, however, so Prince William gave me. Uh, is Prince alright? Um, no, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Still a little bit confused. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He gave us uh, the medals, and yeah, it was great, great day, and yeah, how I said, good memories. So, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was such a deep dive, you know, uh, in your career and sharing so many personal and professional stories. Uh, so maybe we, which brought us to so many questions, I'm sure. But maybe before we go to the to the questions, uh, so let's also invite uh, Miroslava Puskova to join us here for the initial discussion, uh, and then we will open to uh, to the Q and A. Good evening, everyone. Um, so to introduce a little bit myself, um, now I'm uh, Katarina's agent, or basically I work for the agency that is representing her. Uh, but we met many years ago. Actually, I remember her playing maybe when she was like 14 or something like that, because I was working for Slavia Prague and we were scouting her for a really, really long time. Uh, and finally, when she was 17, we finally made a made a transfer to Slavia, which, I'm, which I will be always uh, grateful for because actually before she came to the club, the club was waiting like nine years for the title. Uh, we were always beaten by Sparta and then she came and we made it like four times or five times in a row. So it was really, really amazing, uh, really, really amazing memories uh, for her arrival to the club. Can I let them step it up? Uh, I have a quite a fun story to this. Like Slavia wants me maybe when I was like uh, 
14 years old, about the time I started training with the boys, which I thought that is the best way, or my parents thought is the best way to to learn and grow in a football. So I stayed uh, in person, but then uh, I actually lost this uh, connection with men's football because they didn't want me to go with a uh, little bit older men, so I can I could uh, train with only 15 old players, but uh, I couldn't go higher. So that time I had to decide it, uh, if uh, if I wanted to stay again with the 15 years old. But the time I was already 17 years old, or to have to have to do some move. So. At the beginning, I my dream, or I thought that it would be a little bit easier to get out from the country. So I thought I will go like to Germany or another country straight away. But uh, actually, life is not easy as it things that it is. So obviously, no one was waiting for me at the time. So uh, I then uh, think that uh, I made the best decision to go to Slavia Prague. So even though that I knew that they want me. I didn't get any offer that time, so when we played against them uh, in our league, in the halftime I went to the coach and asked him if they still want me, that I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I probably made their day uh, that time and yeah, they said that they are still interested, so... Yeah, good. yeah, we said like, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, like um, I know that you you might not be like interested in the in the women's game in Czech Republic that much. Uh, but really, if if you if you go back there to um, to the players that are the same age as as she is, she was like the the best of the best, and I think she is she is still the, the best of the best. So uh, um, yeah, we were we were quite happy, and um, but actually. Uh, I was watching your presentation. You missed one, I think, really interesting part. When uh, because, as she mentioned, it's really, really important to to study uh, and actually due to the fact that you were studying, you were you were able to attend the um, let's say the Olympic Games for the for the universities. I don't know how to call it in English to be fair. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, like so university, something like that. Yeah, so we went to South Korea uh, uh, with uh, this squad, and it was another really useful, useful moment for us. Like, uh, uh, obviously, it wasn't for the first time that I flight quite a long time, and it was obviously the hours different or time different. And uh, I remember that the time when we moved there or traveled there. Uh, I couldn't sleep three days in a row, so I was pretty bad. And then the time that we start playing this tournament uh, against the the home team, so it uh, it wasn't the best time, but uh, it was really really helpful for me because then obviously with uh, Chelsea, for example, we played in preseason in America, so it's a little bit different when you are travel to America than to South Korea but still it's a time different so I was a little bit prepared for it and yeah it was good to have this uh, this opportunity to play we play there against Barcelona and other 
amazing uh, country, so it was very good, actually. True. Don't worry. Yeah. I remember everything. Yeah. <laughs> even, even though that you wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't in the spot. Yeah. But this, this is just uh, shows how America knows almost everything uh, in women's Czech football. Like you know, she she is the one who really is a patient about, and she does everything with her heart about the women's football. So this is how I am actually glad that I'm in their agency because I know that she will do everything uh, for me, like the, the best things which I need, so uh, I'm really grateful that uh, I can be in their agency and under her. And uh, I just wanted to ask you uh, how we would uh, compare or how is it actually hard to to get uh, somebody abroad or how is it how many players are abroad from Czech Republic to let people know? So uh, basically um as the agents, they started to to notice women's football, let's say, maybe two years ago, maybe one year ago in Czech Republic. So it's not really like a field that they are passionate about, because then they don't feel, um, most of them, they don't uh, see the growth of it, and uh, they don't feel that it's a uh, good business for them. So I'm, I'm really lucky that, that our agency uh, take a shot on it, because I, I really believe that is the future in general for, for the business in, in football. And actually to your question, uh, to be fair, at the moment we have four players abroad, if I'm right. So it's Katarina here, uh, Barbara Chikova, as you mentioned, in the right. PSG. Then um, uh, two players in Spain, one in Atletico Madrid and one in Sevilla. And we have one player in Italy. So uh, it's not that much. Uh, even though I believe that uh, our national team has really big potential. But the thing is that maybe also um, the mentality is, is kind of different maybe to other countries because uh, sometimes I, I face the challenge of even convince the players to move abroad because, yeah, as, as Kashi said, they spend, let's say, two hours in the training ground in, in Czech Republic and they still get paid for it, and they still can have their jobs, be with their family, uh, stay with friends. So uh, actually most most of them are not willing to be that successful as, for example, Katarina. So sometimes they say, no, I'm, I'm all right here. So uh, so then I think that we, we need to focus more on the youth and to, to show them that you can really have a career in, in football if you, if you really if you really do your 100% as Katarina Man today. So uh, that's one of the challenges that I have, but in general also the, the market um, is not really focused on, on Czech players in general because uh, as it was already said, we never made it to the final tournament, which I think is the biggest biggest problem to, let's say, showcase the player uh, in the meaning that we are missing the biggest events for, for the game. So I think yeah, that's that's the biggest biggest part of it. So this, this is just like uh, shows how I really appreciate it that I am where I am now because I actually never thought that I can make it like this. So yeah. Well, okay. you you worked really hard for it. That's that's the truth. I I remember when she already already knew that she will she will go abroad after this last season in Slavia, and she she had like a, a personal coach. She she had. Like she had a session in the morning, then a session with the team, and then after the session, another session to, to get ready for England. So I think that you, even in a men's football, you don't find so much 
players uh, passionate about it and they like with the with the drive to achieve something. Yeah, but also uh, what everyone told me, and it's true that you also should recover well, and it's very important part, which uh, obviously it's not the easiest uh, way how to do it in Czech Republic because there are no yeah. any facilities for it, like it's here. For example, in uh, Chelsea we can uh, use a swimming pool uh, in the building, which is really helpful for us, and we are so grateful that we can use it. and other stuff and obviously we have so many physios and so many other people who take care of us so it's now much easier to take care of yourself and do your 100% in a, in a session so yeah this is really really grateful. Maybe I'll kick it off. Uh, so thank you reminders for interesting sharing the really sharing the insights uh, of the professional or semi-professional environment in Czech Republic and then coming here to fully professional uh, environment. I think one of the questions you are discussing the difference between the playing football in Slavia and then, then here. But uh, of course as you are in Chelsea, everyone knows the Chelsea home club of the Czech, so I'm just curious if there is any interaction between the men's uh, club and you club where you, you meet each other or not, not really, uh, that you go into separate ways, two different pitches, two different physios, etc. Et or there are some opportunities that you are meeting uh, your kind of male colleagues. Uh. Um, honestly, even in West Ham you don't have uh, many options to be with a men's team, but uh, unfortunately uh, when I got injured here in Chelsea, uh, I had to spend so much time in uh, rehabilitation, so I used a lot that swimming pool and other stuff in men's building, so I had a chance to be with other interest players in Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, what's, uh, uh, maybe some of you know that uh, my favorite uh, current player in Chelsea is Mason Mount. So I had this uh, moment that I shared uh, very cool with him, so <laughs> I never forget it. <laughs> well, it yeah. seems like another dream's coming through, right? <laughs> uh, so I wish you don't spend that much time on the videos anymore, more on the, uh, on the pitch. And maybe before I'm going to turn it uh, to you for, for the questions, just a small one, I noticed that you played with the number 10, uh, in, in Slavia, perhaps in Vietnam, now we get number 13. How does it fit with you, you know? Uh, how does it feel? Are you aiming to get the number 10 back at Chelsea? <laughs> obviously, uh, now in Chelsea, number 10 has uh, Lauren James, obviously big star of the team, so I can't compare with her, so obviously I had to took another number which was left, so... Um, I actually didn't have any... Uh, any more relation with other numbers, so I just uh, took this number because my stepfather he believed that he believes that uh, this number can bring you luck. <laughs> Not so far, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we will see maybe in the future. <laughs> well, perhaps the 
the, the hot stupid, as you mentioned, the jacuzzi. All right, so we'll open it uh, for any questions uh, you might have uh, for uh, Katarzyna or Miroslav. Thank you, thank you. That was a really interesting talk, and I'm a Chelsea fan, so fingers crossed for Saturday. Um, I also run a, a grassroots women's team uh, in London, so non-professional, people that are just starting out in their football journey, want to play for fun, but we're trying to encourage more people to get involved, either to play or to watch. What would your tips be, I suppose, A, to get people to play, but also to get people to come along and really want to invest and enjoy the game a bit more? I think the, the hardest part uh, can be to bring them, because obviously if you bring them, then they can see how we are passionate about and how we love this uh, game. It's not about the money or about other things. You just love the football, you just love to play it. So it then uh, then other people can see it and can get uh, fall in love with the, the football as we are. So I think then if they will see it, then they will probably want to play. And as I was a child, I actually, why I want dreamed to play in uh, Chelsea, it was also obviously due to Peter Trek and how that time Chelsea was successful. But another thing was that uh, I saw played uh, Arsenal and Chelsea in a Eurosport channel. Uh, I don't obviously know what was the game, if it was uh, FA Cup or it was the league game. I don't even know how it gets to my television, but I saw it and I was like, oh, I really want to play for this team to be in the television, to, to be uh, seen how I play football. So when you see it like a child, then you probably will want to play this game so obviously you need to see it so and but to be honest i think here in england you are doing it really well and it's really growing i think it's the most the most growing uh, sport women's, the fastest thank you the fastest uh, women's sport uh, in a growing so i think uh, it has really good potential and uh, in a few other years, it will get even more bigger. Um, thanks so much. That was really amazing to listen to. Um, it's really cool to hear that there were four or five Czech players playing abroad now. Um, but I just wondered if that makes training in the national camp difficult because you have different experiences, or are you able to influence the kind of progression of the game in Czech Republic? Uh, I have to say, uh, before I went abroad, uh, then we had uh, Lucy Lukova in Bayern Munich at the time, and she always brought to the team like calmness, but also intensity, and also like skillness. Is it word? Skills, sorry. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's completely different level where you are playing abroad and then in Czech Republic. So you can notice in the sessions who plays abroad and who plays in domestic league. So and obviously when now we are five six players who are playing abroad, then uh, we can push other and also sometimes we I think motivates other players that then they probably wanted to go also abroad when we are telling them how is it good there or how we improve in abroad so I think it's uh, beneficial and you can even see in our results because how we mentioned before it wasn't uh, that, uh, that everyone or wanted to play abroad or played abroad that time was only Lucia and uh, 
we actually didn't play well against big teams. <coughs> now we played against USA, which is a World Cup uh, winner, and we draw against them. Obviously, we played here in Brighton against England. We draw against them. We played against Canada, who are uh, Olympic uh, winners. We again draw against them, but still we don't beat them. But uh, it's another step. But before we lost these games, now we are drawing them, so I think definitely Czech football is growing also and getting better and hopefully after a few years we will get to the final uh, final tournament. I'm curious to know, how many kick-ups can you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good question. Uh, when I was at your age, uh, we had like a competitions uh, in a men's, uh, men's team. We usually did in, in the end of the season like how many heads you can do or this. Kicks. 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 I think I did around 
the training according to every place menstrual cycle. Um, could you talk a bit more about the training aspect, coaching, physiotherapy, and how that sort of helps your recovery between matches? Uh, yeah, they have a completely different approach uh, than I was used to in West Ham, and they really uh, wanted to cover every area in women body and women football because obviously everything has uh, is common um, and uh, yeah so we obviously have to report our menstrual cycle and also every morning we have to say what we feel and how we feel and uh, they then uh, decided if uh, we are prepared for the session or not so it doesn't matter if you like it or not then they just tell you that <coughs> from Due to this reason, you shouldn't have a normal session. You should be just in a gym, for example, or have just recovery. And they, they have so many <coughs> studies. They did so many studies, so they know what to talk about. So you just have to believe in it. And actually, I think that uh, if you look at it, how many games we played, uh, yeah, the injuries are not too bad. So I think they definitely do it right. What is your favourite team that you played against and why? Hmm, good question. Uh, I'm the person who really likes uh, big challenges, so uh, I guess uh, it was uh, Lyon. Uh, so uh, I could play against them, I already said, uh, for Slavia Prague. Uh, I actually scored against them my first Champions League goal. So. Uh, it doesn't matter that we lost 9-1, but, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously Leon is uh, also an amazing club, they won so many trophies, so they are a really huge club in women's football, so it was really good, but obviously the more sweeter was when we beat them now in Champions League, and yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Good evening. Um, yeah. quite the question I'd like to ask is that, um, did one realise how big of a significance of England winning the Euros was to seeing the crowd going from next to nothing to really big crowds and really big stadiums in this country? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, obviously, I'll have it a little bit. Uh, I have it a little bit. Distorted, uh, because obviously now uh, after Euros I moved to Chelsea, so obviously now I have so much more uh, fans uh, in the team than I had it in West Ham. Unfortunately, they're uh, uh, like a promotion of the games and of the team wasn't as good as it in uh, Chelsea. Like uh, it's uh, amazing how Chelsea managed to provides uh, everything what uh, what this team needs. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's the promotion, the games, or the players, or uh, future future uh, uh, events. What uh, we are doing like a team, but the rest of wasn't like this. So we didn't have many fans in the stadium. So I really appreciate it that uh, in Chelsea we have it, but. Now how we played in uh, West Ham, it was much more uh, people than it was when I played for West Ham. So I guess it also had an impact even uh, for West Ham, even though they don't have as good uh, promotion how as uh, as is the in the Chelsea. But yeah, I think uh, because 
This game, again, it was in television, so much more people could see it, but mostly the people came to the games and they saw it, uh, how I already mentioned, that we really put our hearts into the game. And I think uh, it's also a little bit different atmosphere in the stadiums than in men's football. So I guess uh, for the little bit different uh, part of uh, fans of football is actually better that they can bring uh, their children and they can really enjoy this atmosphere and this game. So I hope that uh, it will continue and uh, I guess also obviously it helped because even last season it was already in the TV, the Super League. So I guess uh, when now it was a little bit bigger with the smallest games in the television and I hope so that the next season it could be even bigger. So it can also uh, help about uh, the most, I think, the effect it can be that uh, we are playing in the biggest stadiums. So obviously then uh, the people want to come because they rather come to the big uh, stadium than the small stadiums. Nevertheless, uh, the King's Meadow is amazing. So. <laughs> and secondly, do you think if the Czech Republic were to pass the group stages of the US first, getting and then to pass the group stage, do you think the game would be, the women's game would be more popular there? Uh, in Czech Republic, uh, it will be more popular, but not as popular like is it here. Definitely not at all. Because obviously, like, unfortunately, we are not a nation only for football. We also have ice hockey, so everyone watch your World Cup and this stuff, so obviously then there are less people, less fans uh, for, for, men, uh, for football, obviously, than for women football, but yeah, it can help, but it's the thing, like, you need uh, support from other association, how, so you need to put the money to grow the football and then you can get the results, which it happened here in England, so this is why they are where they are, because they encouraged to have uh, first professional women football league and so they had to put the money into the women football and then like a result they got these Euro ch Europe champions which is amazing and yeah again if you put something then you can get it if you don't put it like it is in Czech Republic then you probably won't get it. Hi Katerina, um, firstly thank you for your, for your presentation, your story, your journey is really inspirational. A um, couple of questions. Um, I'm about to begin my first year of managing a local women's amateur football team, um, Grenfell Athletic. So I'm just wondering if you've got any advice for me. Oh. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm not a coach. Uh, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm more coach than you because I already uh, coach uh, under eight team in uh, Czech Republic in Slavia, Prague, where I actually had uh, the boy uh, of uh, Pavel Horvat. So maybe some of you know him. So uh, I think uh, you have to be patient with them, give your love, uh, and yeah, always support them. And I think what uh, I don't think so that it is here in England, but in Czech Republic they do mistake that uh, sometimes they don't encourage enough the players to do what they are good in it or what they are believe in it. Because what I read uh, article about the Messi that uh, he at the, some, some part of his, at the 
when he was around uh, seven years old. For example, he didn't pass through three players at all. But uh, the coach supported him and he knew that he can do it, so he just let him to learn it. So if you let the players learn it, then uh, they will get amazing players. So just yeah, encourage the players all the time and maybe take them to women's football. <laughs> yeah, and what they do, so uh, our team is, is a women's team, so it's kind of oh, okay. age 18 up to 30. So a lot of them have been involved in football for a long time. I had one question about how, where you see yourself in football in the future, maybe after when you retire in the future. You seem to have a lot of ideas about kind of improving the Czech women's game. I don't know if that's where you see yourself kind of in that sort of role in the future, or have you thought about yet that yet? Or uh, I always wanted to to promote uh, Czech women's football and try to help grow, but uh, until now I was unsuccessful always. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, Obviously, football is my life, and I can't uh, imagine to don't have it uh, in the rest of my life. So, obviously, when I will have to retire, then I wanted to do something with uh, women's football uh, or men's football. It depends. Uh, but uh, yeah, how I mentioned, I have an economic degree, but it's a. Uh, I was uh, going to uh, faculty of informatics and statistics. So uh, I can do a lot of analytic work, which uh, which is quite uh, now popular in a in a football. So it can be also one way where I can go. But definitely, I would like to make a, to get a coaching license and see. Uh, I think uh, also it can be possible to be like a manager in a, in a one club. So yeah. The question like. You were saying before about pay before, and I like obviously men in football get paid a lot more than women. But do you see that disparity getting smaller in recent years in the future? Say five, ten years down the track, do you think that the gap between what women are paid in football and men are paid in football being smaller? Um, de uh, definitely, it helps uh, when obviously, how I mentioned, we are more in the television. So obviously then more sponsors come, so then there are more money in a women's football. Obviously now, even like uh, five years ago, it wasn't any money for uh, for transfer, which now is quite getting high. So it is getting uh, closer, but obviously it's still a big gap. But I, honestly, I never think it will get really close, how is it in uh, men's football. It's the same with other sports, it's always women's sport, it's uh, unfortunately uh, there are m less money than a uh, men's sport, for example tennis, they never had the same money like, uh, like a men's, so yeah, I'm not optimistic in this way, unfortunately. I don't even know what age men retire, I've got a friend who's a footballer, he's played at guitar, he's played in Wembley, played in Doncaster. Uh, what age do women retire? Because I can imagine your career will then be as a coach afterwards or similar. Yeah, uh, it depends. Uh, I don't know if we have it like a genetic, but uh, in Czech Republic, uh, a lot of uh, players have, uh, they retire at uh, around 35, 37 years. 
which here in England a lot of players at uh, 32 years are getting retired. So it's different, obviously, it depends on your uh, health and uh, if you are still, if you hungry for success. So obviously it will have a big part of the journey and obviously other thing is uh, when you want a child that it can be another reason. So it, I have no idea. So Okay, thank you. The time is running by, so we might have a time. Let's do a one-time question here before final. Good evening, the Brigitte. <laughs> um, I, I have a question as a parent of a somebody who is aspiring to be a professional footballer. <laughs> Sorry, she hates me. <laughs> um, the, the question is more about training, because you've covered quite a lot of your childhood and your, your, your beginnings and mm. everything in, in your presentation, which is wonderful. And um, I just wanted to ask because uh, she plays for one club and then and she trains with another club and, and she loves it. But she, uh, I just wanted to know uh, she doesn't like to do any training outside of these things. She says it's boring if she's not playing football with the others. And did you do yourself as a, you know at that age? I mean, you said at 13 you started playing for national team. Um, did you do? Did you just play football with others, or in your free time did you go and? you know, train yourself, you know, did you push yourself and did the extra things as well, or did you just, whatever was just done was for the club? Um, I'm a little bit hyperactive, so uh, I can't be without a movement, which is now really hard, or like not now, but uh, when I was injured, it was really hard for me. But uh, since I was a kid, uh, before football, uh, I was actually doing gymnastics, so uh, I uh, did all the time something, but uh, how I said that I played for men's, then uh, I also played for women's. So like my schedule in a grand school was like uh, coming to the school at 7 a.m. had a swimming pool or another ET. PT, sorry. PE, sorry. <laughs> and uh, then I had a school, then I had a session with boys, and then I traveled to session with uh, girls. So I came home at around 8 o'clock uh, evening, and then do homework, and then sleep, and again, again, again. So every day I had it like this, but uh, when uh, when uh, was like... Uh, what is it, like off between the seasons. Uh, then uh, I used to run, I used to also was alone on the pitch and tried to work on so many things, like for example, kick-ups. <laughs> so yeah, and obviously when it was like, for example, Sunday and we came after the game, I took a ball at home and I kicked it a whole day to the wall and back, so yeah, I'm a little bit different than others. <laughs> so yeah, I did it, but obviously, I think unless you really love football and you enjoy it with the team, it doesn't matter if you are doing by yourself or with somebody else, you just have to love it and yeah. My brother wanted to ask, can you please show us your celebration when you score a goal? <laughs>
I think I'm just going to follow up on the previous questions really with the final one because I really would like to set some time aside maybe for some signatures and maybe for some another kicks uh, up here with the video six under or a bit more. Uh, but as we have so many young and very promising footballers, uh, maybe in general for both of you, uh, if you can perhaps share your advice, uh, you know, if someone would really like to follow up your steps, uh, what would be your advice uh, to, to do, you know? For me, definitely, you have to be really passionate about it and really give the, the most that you, you can to, to get to your goal. Obviously, um, as you are a kid, uh, or maybe better, when you get to be a teenager, then you have other things that you want to do. But sometimes, if you really want to achieve the professional level, I would say that sometimes you have to focus more on you than on these kind of things. So, um, yeah, that's maybe my advice. And obviously, yeah, uh, do, like, try to learn as much as you can from everyone around you. And uh, obviously, as every sports career, you also need a bit of luck. A bit of luck. That, that's the truth. Yeah, I think definitely what Mirko said, but also how she said you have to sacrifice a lot, quite uh, especially in her childhood. Uh, but definitely, it does everybody who do professional sports. So you have to be prepared for this. Uh, and how I mentioned so many times in my presentation, you never have to give up because always it doesn't matter when you are really good. You will always have somebody who will tell you that you are not good enough. Uh, but you have to believe in yourself and have somebody else who can uh, choose you how I had my parents and they were always with me and it doesn't matter what happened so yeah these are I think the most things and obviously yeah I think if you are not like uh, the skill is not everything you actually have to really hard work and uh, yeah then to have a bit of luck and then you can achieve whatever you want. Right. Thank you. I think that's the best. And I really would like on behalf of all of you to thank uh, Katarzyna and Miroslava for this quite inspirational and fascinating evening. Thank you all for coming. <laughs>